You're listening to Coffee Break Flight Instruction by M0A.com. Flight train tips in 15 minutes or less. Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com alongside world famous Uncle Larry Diamond also with M0A.com. You're listening to Coffee Break Flight Instruction. Flight train tips in 15 minutes or less. Today's topic is really preparing before cross country, but specifically preparing your radios and getting as much set up for cross country, both VFR and IFR. I'm gonna take the VFR, I'll pass it off to Uncle Larry uh, for IFR sort of stuff. So let's talk about this. Let's do a little chair flying together. Let's put yourself in the cockpit. You're in the left seat, I'm in the right seat. We just fired up the airplane. We're grabbing the ATIS and we're listening to that ATIS. We're copying everything down. I'm listening to the ATIS. I'm making sure. Now, a lot of times at certain airports, the ATIS gives some key instructions like, hey, um, you know, wait to, con you know, let ground know you that your run up is complete before contacting tower. Have you ever heard anything like that before, Larry, at certain airports? They, Absolutely. They, yeah, they give you these certain little tips, you know, hey, don't contact ground until you've done this. Don't contact ground before you contact tower to let them know you're going to be contacting tower. It sounds crazy, but every little airport has this little nuance. So I'm learning that sort of stuff ahead of time on the ground. Um, assuming everything's normal, I tune to ground, I call them. Um, once I figured out my taxi, maybe I got a nice long stretch of taxi, um, I'm getting my tower frequency tuned in there. The next thing I'm going to be talking to, maybe I'm at an uncontrolled airport. I've got that frequency in there. I'm thinking of what's next. You know, what's next in this case? Tuning up my VOR radials. And I mean, like, part of my run-up even is run-ups complete and my radios. Are my radios set? I'm on ground now. Let's get tower tuned up. All right, remember I said I was going to intercept that Lakeland VOR as my first checkpoint, okay? I'm tuning up to Lakeland. I'm twisting to my radial on the OBS to make sure everything's set up. So when I take off, I can focus on what's most important, flying that airplane, and not wondering, oh, man, I forgot to get Lakeland in there. Oh, man, I got to identify, I got to do this. In fact, I'll go as far as sometimes I'll turn on, like, Nav 1 to be listening to it. No, I'm not going to get it on the ground, but just so when it does come in range, it just kind of starts playing and it's ready to go. I mean, I keep it down so it's not all staticky. But so once I get up to a decent altitude, I can hear that Morse code and go, oh, good, Lakeland VR is working, verify, yep, that's it, bam, turn that off. And just as much as you can do ahead of time is going to benefit you so much in that case as getting those radios set up. Think ahead of that airplane. All right, uh, and I have some more I want to share, but I, I want Larry to kind of share about the IFR environment. Uh, and then I'll kind of wrap it up, Larry. So take that away real quick, if you don't mind, my friend. Okay. So as, as I put the, pull the airplane out of the hangar, and as soon as I get that airplane started, that's where probably I would say 75% of all my radios are already set up at that time. So let's say we have a Garmin GPS. So the first thing that people do, they just keep it and enter and enter. What they sometimes don't know is you have to look to see, is it half left, is it half up? Is the radio that you're going to be using or any of the kind of the compass headings, does that match what your DG says? And then there's the infamous, if you're going to start setting up your approaches, I actually do. So that's how I'm going to do an approach on an airport that's pretty close to us. It's called uh, KOZW. It's Howell. And I've already put into them, you know, they're direct. I'm going to put that into that already. I've already put in, I put tower, I put ATIS. 
And then as soon as I'm done with the ATIS, I put in ground. And then after the ground on my second com, I'm already going to put, okay, what my departure is going to be on. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to always go to 118.9 or 5. So I have that in. Then I have the ATIS of where the airport that I'm already going to. And then actually, I actually use one of the VORs to remind me where the winds are coming from, mm -hmm. even though I haven't even set it up. So over then in the nav, let's say I'm going to go to a place called the Salem VOR, just like you said. I already got it halfway turned up. I already know it's going to be da 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 da. And I already had that. I put my initial radio where I'm going to go. If I'm going to go direct to someplace, I'm not going to put in probably Howl into that. I'm going to put direct to a certain, like, Gators. Is it like an intersection I have to go to if I'm going to do certain uh, departure procedures? So that happens as not even as I'm taxing. It's happening after the startup of the airplane. So while I'm taxing, I've already called ground because I'm already going to be ready to put down my craft because that's how I'm going to get my flight plan. So they're going to say, all right, as soon as I call them up, I say, I have the ATIS. I'm over at the Northwest Tees. They're going to say, are you ready to copy? Sometimes they don't even ask me if I'm ready to copy. They just uh, go blurt. And I, yeah. so I'm ready for everything. So you don't really have to have time. Could you please tell me what that ground was again? I really can't remember that. I mean, multiple times. Sometimes even after takeoff, I've already had the departure control in, and they're going to switch my departure procedure on me. So I already kind of have a backup of all the different departures that I can kind of put in. And so, I mean, within the first 10 minutes, if you don't have your radio set up, you might as well just kind of like pull off to the side, re-land, cancel your flight plan, and start all over again. Yeah. Because that flight is going to just avalanche into terrible things because then you're switching over, you're going from Detroit Approach over to Lansing, and then you're, they're going to change you up, and they're going to say, oh, we can't give you that. So they'll say, what do you want? Oh, I want the VOR 3-1. Well, we can't give you that. How about the RNAV 2-4? Now you're changing everything but at least you know where you're going to. So I always have backup plans for everything. Okay, as soon as I get to and identify whichever VOR I'm going to do it, if I'm going to do a VOR approach, you got to remember also to get it off a of GPS. you got to go on to VLOT. It's called yeah. what I call my $500 button because if you mm -hmm. don't press it, the right button on your check ride, you're going to be spending $500 to flunk. So there, that that's a whole cheap. big difference. From an <laughs> so Jason's going to put that in his next book. Yeah. But those are just little things that I, I kind of have to do. So the more I can set up, and uh, that, that the better that I'm going to be. So really you try and keep all the surprises out of there by having already everything done. Once you get everything done, then you can kind of use the radios to do whatever you want. But most of the time when you start doing approaches at one airport, they're going to, after you do your missed approach, you're going to go back to the same frequency so you have them all there. Mm -hmm. That is uh, the five hundred dollar button. You have that trademarked yet? I might, I might take that one from you. That that's no, okay. You have it. Used to be three eighty five, but now it's gone. Yeah, up. Well, you know, we're still we're still four hundred here. So until our guy gets wise, we'll still, we'll be the four hundred dollar button for a bit. But for the rest of the United States, it's the five hundred dollar button. Larry, you said something so genius. I I think it. A lot of our audience may have just just overlooked it. Um, you said something so smart was. And correct me if I'm wrong, but basically you listen to the ATIS, and when you grab the winds, you take like your nav two that you're not using, and you yep. twist that to the direction of the winds. Right. That is so smart. Uh, you, I could see, now I don't have a bug, but I could see doing the same thing with like a heading bug. 
um, as well. So picture yourself, I'm rolling down the runway, I look at my bug, <laughs> my big orange bug, which is like the big orange windsock, and it's showing me exactly where my wind is coming from, and now I know what to do. Same thing is true of the nav too, not as great as a bug because it's not overlaid, but still, just so you know, how many times students and, and pilots listening to this, have you gotten to the end of the runway and, and gone, where were the winds from again? <laughs> I mean, how many times have we done that? Larry, how many times has a student said that to you? I mean, especially at the Ocala Airport, I'm on the north side of the airport, and it's uh, almost an 8,000-foot runway. So by the time we listen to the ATIS, get you know cleared with ground, and make that mile-and-a-half-long taxi, and do run up, it's very easy to forget where the winds were from. Heck, the winds may have changed after that 10 minute taxi anyways, but I, I just didn't want that tip to get buried because you offered so much great stuff there. That's something I want to bring back up. That was very, very smart. Guys, the theme is, ask yourself this question, whether on the ground or in the air, what can I be doing right now to make my life easier down the road? What can I be setting up in this airplane? What can I be thinking about now that's going to be coming up? What could my next frequency be? What, you know, what they're going to ask me to do, you know, you should know that on flight following, as you're approaching the airport, your last controller is going to say, hey, information delta is current, advise information delta. Well, you should just be able to say, you know, 7159 Quebec has information delta because you were thinking ahead of the airplane. You know what I'm saying? So. What can I be doing to stay ahead of this airplane? That would be the theme. So, uh, guys, on uh, behalf of myself, the wonderful and world-famous uh, Uncle Larry Diamond of M0A.com, and on behalf of the entire M0A.com team who's editing this, uh, marketing this, making all this stuff happen, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Coffee Break Flight Instruction. Do subscribe to us in iTunes. Enjoy the rest of your day, and most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.